Welcome to the Naperville Moms Network, a mom-focused talk show navigating the ups and downs of being a mom and a woman. My name is Dr. Kathy Subber, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Erica Lopez, Sarita Arellano, and Patty Minglin. We had a great time introducing our show to you last month and appreciate all the positive feedback. Today, we start off discussing helicopter parenting, a popular buzzword in the mom world these days. What type of parenting style do you think best describes all of you? You know, first and foremost, I like to just say uh, whatever our parenting style is, uh, I think every mom has the good intentions of wanting the best for their child and protecting. I think that where it gets tricky for me, I probably am to some extent guilty of being a helicopter mom. Uh, I'm a very engaged mom, um, but I think it, it's like that fine line, you know, are you too engaged or not enough engaged? Um, you want to provide your kids with the guidance, the support, but at the same time, as my kids have gotten older, I realize, um, you know, not to interfere with them learning the essential life skills of learning to be more independent. So I think as my kids have gotten older, I'm adapting to a different parenting style. Uh, just to give them a little more independence and let them make decisions. And sometimes things might not work out the way you'd want it to work out. But I think there's something to be learned from failures and disappointments. And it's not yeah, easy, sure. you know, for me it isn't because you want to protect your kids from, you know, those disappointments and failures. Um, so I struggle with that, you know, it's like natural tendency to go fix things for your kids, but then just stepping back. That's so true when your kids mm -hmm. get older, because I think you have two kids in college, and so you do want them, you know, they have to, if they have a trouble with a professor, they have to call the professor. That's not for me to call the mm -hmm. professor. And it is hard to stop doing that all of a sudden. Right. Although I do feel like I've gotten less of a helicopter, like the one that's a freshman in high school, he gets to do way more than the <laughs> other two. And they'll tell you that every day of the week. You know, he got to ride his bike around the block. We only got to go to the second white mailbox, you know, and just, and so I have kind of let go of the reins a little bit more because I know that whatever they do isn't going to be this catastrophic and right. you know that you that they can he can he can navigate more than I thought my daughter could and not mm -hmm. because of who she is and who he is but just age she was the oldest and I knew nothing mm -hmm. when she went into mm -hmm. high school and I know just a little bit more now that he's there yeah right uh, mine, mine are little so you know as far as helicopter parenting they're way too young to go out on their own and go ride their bikes around the block yet um, for me, maybe it's at the playground, you know, just kind of mm -hmm. letting them be. I don't know, can I say that I have helicopter children? <laughs> I yes. feel like I'm ready to let them spread their wings a little bit. They're like hanging on for dear life. Um, they, they do what they really, really mommy, want. Mommy. They want mommy all the time. And I'm like, go, oh, you're fine, you're fine. So I think balance, you asked, um, how would you describe your parenting style? I think for, for now, you know, I'm still a little bit of a novice at this, but try to have that balance. I think right. when a parent is used to being that helicopter parent and making all those decisions and doing everything for that child, I think it's not healthy for the parent when eventually mm -hmm. you're cut off from that. Mm -hmm. You cannot walk into that job interview with them. And so, okay, forget about how what that does for the child and allowing them to have their independence, but what about the parent who now all of a sudden your role is, is taken away from you. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so right. I think it's healthy for the parent and the child to all along 
you know, have that balance mm -hmm. and have that keep kind of recreating those roles mm -hmm. a little bit as they get older. Right, so, you know, right. When I was six and in kindergarten, I would tell my mom, I'd wake up on a Saturday and be like, hey mom, going to Beth Ann's house. And I'd ride my bike across the neighborhood. She and I would be traipsing around and granted we were like crawling underneath the pipes, underneath the roads and <laughs> filthy most of the time. But um, I mean, they had no idea where we were all day. We just had to be home for dinner. Um, and I think that's just a little bit taken away from kids this day, these days time. as far as right. they're allowed to go out and roam and kind of figure them figure out life for themselves as opposed to we're always so structured and it's like you right. need to we need to know where you are every single second I my dad asked me um, when my kids were younger mm -hmm. what the hardest part about being a mom was and I said I'm afraid that someone's gonna steal my kids all the time and he was like really like yeah. wow I, he's like we just never thought about that mm -hmm. and there's been this shift in thought process that god forbid you don't aren't watching your child every second that somehow something awful is going to happen mm -hmm. and the fact is, is that sometimes awful things do happen mm -hmm. and there's no matter how much we're watching our kids sometimes that's beyond our control right. which is right. super scary uh, you know right mm -hmm. and i think that is the hardest part of being a parent is that idea that we can't control the environment around them all the time, especially when they get older. And, you know, I think now we have, um, when I was growing up and we would, I would be late for curfew, my dad would be sitting in the living room as I would walk in with all the lights off. <laughs> and when you'd walk in, and my excuse was always, oh, I couldn't find a phone to call you and tell you it was in <laughs> Or, you know, oh, there was a train and we got stuck. And I would have all these great excuses, and he had no idea if they were real or not. But now, my kids, I can track them on my phone. Now, not that I do, children, but... I yeah. could track them and I could uh -huh. see exactly you didn't even leave, you know, Jake's house until mm -hmm. curfew or whatever. And I think, gosh, my husband will do that every once in a while. We'll look at that. And that freaks me out to look at them that much. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know where, I mean, I do, but I don't. It's <laughs> right. like, no, I love that I could know where you are, but I, like you said, I can't control where you are. Yeah. And you need to make these decisions and you need to kind of sometimes face consequences yeah. that I can't control. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the key is the kids at the ages that your kids are, mm -hmm. you know, you want to provide them the right guidance and teach them the right and wrong and all the skills they're going to need so when time comes, you feel comfortable letting go and letting them do uh, just with school for instance until my kids were until they came to fourth or fifth grade you know I'd sit down and work with them get them organized help them plan their week you know how to do it and then I remember once they got to fifth uh, fifth grade they're like you know we want to do this on our own mm -hmm. and I was like you know that's a perfect time you know they got to mm -hmm. learn right and it was interesting to see them just take it on their own and flourish and I didn't have to tell them, but they were organized, planned their week, and planned ahead. So some of the things you teach them as a child mm. when they're a kid mm -hmm. will then make it that much easier for you to step back because you have more confidence right. that you've taught them everything mm -hmm. they need to know to step back. So one of the things I tell myself now as I have a daughter in two years who'll be going away to college oh, is, you know, it's almost like when you're parenting, with one eye you have to parent the child as they are now. And I feel like with the other eye, you always have to have in the horizon, what kind of adult do you want to raise them to be? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it just helps me give a lot more perspective 
on how I make decisions. Mm -hmm. Keeping that in mind. Do I want them to be an independent adult who can make those decisions, can cope with failure and disappointment? So I have to step back and keep reminding myself. And helicopter parents have always existed, even though perhaps we're more aware of situations that we fear. Um, you know, even as simple as, I always remember when I grew up, the parent, the mm -hmm. children whose parents did their homework, right? And then they come and <laughs> right. their the project, project is perfect, <laughs> right. and you think, oh, come on, you know, that wasn't theirs. And I will say, you know, myself growing up, I have a picture in my head of a science project I did, and it was spar varnish versus lacquer. My grandfather worked with wood. <laughs> yes, I know, not typical. But my, my memory yeah. is of the three-fold board and the cue being completely off-center. So the cue was like this. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember that board, and I say to my mom, how did you let that be? I mean, no. just one little tilt, and she said, it's your project. And if you thought it was done, it was done. And I thought, I don't know if I could do that because my daughter's six and we do a scrapbook together and I'm like, oh, the sticker's <laughs> not you know, uh, symmetrical. So you really, it takes a lot <laughs> to sort of step back and really let them do their own thing. And I think even my daughter said when we were doing the scrapbook, this is my scrapbook, this is my project. And I thought, you're right. So I left her for 10 minutes and I came back and she did it exactly how I would have wanted. Mm -hmm. But she thought that she had reached that conclusion and I thought, You've done something right. right? See? I left yeah. her alone. I wasn't breathing in her face, and right. she got it right anyway. That's what uh, you want, right? That is true. And that is, I think that's, so, you just made that comment about how it's the way you would have done it. Like, how would we let our kids do something that's not the way we would have done mm -hmm. it? And I think a lot of times with helicopter parents, we want our kids to be the way we were, or, so or to sure. like the things we like, or to do it. And I remember when my daughter was just starting high school, and she was going to her first homecoming, and all of her friends came over with their dresses from the mall, mm -hmm. and everybody was talking about it, and I was in the middle of them as if it was my homecoming. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, and what jewelry are you gonna wear? And I walked into our kitchen, and my husband said, you know, not everybody wants to be prom queen. Like, you, your daughter isn't going down the same road that you're. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, no, but they do, don't they? Like, don't they wanna do the same things that I wanted to do? And they don't. My kids mm -hmm. are completely different kids than I was when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. They want different things, and being able to step back and letting them know the skill sets they need but letting them do what it is that they're going to do with whatever it is they want to do and not step in and say but when I was 16 mm -hmm. I really wanted to be you know a class officer don't you <laughs> no no I don't not in any stretch of the imagination I think sometimes it's the peer pressure too you know mm -hmm. if everyone is being a helicopter mom then you feel like your kid has Slacker to keep up. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, sometimes sure. it's a pure uh, pressure. And uh, in high school, you feel like the stakes are so high. You know, that you let the kids make their own decisions, but that can impact the rest of their life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's like the tough. Yeah. I saw a blog post one time, um, and it talked about lighthouse parenting. Mm -hmm. And as I read it, I thought, oh, this is, I think this really defines what type of mother I think I am. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really not on top of them. I haven't gone to a parent-teacher conference in so many years, because they, they, they're good kids, and they do well in school, and it always just seemed like they were telling me the same thing, which was great. But um, it was talking about how you're a lighthouse. You're always there. You're shining your light around them. And they always know where to find you when they get mm -hmm. into trouble or they need guidance. Oh, and I, I thought that, that was mm -hmm. really nice, right? You're mm -hmm. not totally backing away and not um, 
being a part of their lives or not helping them out or not doing some of the things that technically a helicopter mom would do. Right. But um, you're being that guiding force mm -hmm. that is always constant for them, which is so important for that stability in your kids' lives. Mm -hmm. And, and that like will that. stick with them. Because mm -hmm. the one thing we have told all of our children, especially the ones that are in college, is no matter how bad life gets, mm -hmm. no matter how much you think you've screwed up, <laughs> come back home yeah. and we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. There's never a time when you can't, when you can't see that light and be surrounded by it. Like yep. it's, mm -hmm. And we that. always want them to know that because life's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, it's great, that's great. How you parent is an individual decision and something that can be challenging to figure out. We hope your style is working well for you. We'll be right back with more of the Naperville Moms Network. Welcome back to the Naperville Moms Network, where we are chatting about finding your tribe. There are many TV shows that have funny episodes about mom going to the playground trying to find mom friends. It isn't always easy. So how do you find them and how do you know that they are your people? What has worked for you guys? First of all, I love that you just used that visual of the mom on the playground because it's so funny, but it's also heartbreakingly true. Like, we've all been there. And I think because we just want it to be that easy. Mm -hmm. We want it to be like when we were kids on the playground, you would walk up to somebody and say, hey, my name is Patty, and mm -hmm. then you would be best friends throughout elementary school for no other reason than you were on the playground together. Mm -hmm. And as adults, it just isn't that easy. But I do think as moms, we kind of have an inside track into finding adult friends just because of the kids, our kids' communities that they've sure. created. Mm -hmm. And some of the friends, some of my deepest friendships now were started when our kids were little and we all walked to school together. We mm -hmm. went to the same sporting things together or the same musical things together. And what I love about that, that little tribe that I have, is that we've really gone through parenting life together. Mm -hmm. We potty trained at the same mm -hmm. time. We went to teen years at the same time. We're now all in college at the same time. And not only, I don't want to say misery loves company, but you do kind of like to have a group that understands the challenges. But at the same time, I loved having a group, and I still love having a group, that gets excited about the tiny little mom successes. Like, you know, the first night you sleep without pull-up. Like, yay! And it doesn't seem like a big deal in a lot of circles, but in your little tribe of friends, it's like they will, they will make that the biggest deal ever, and that's so awesome. Yeah, no one understands what you're going through other than uh, your tribe, and it's typically women who have children the exact same age. Um, when I, I lived in Chicago, I lived in the city, and when I had my daughter, I mean, I would say maybe just a month or two after I quickly joined a meetup group. And I'll never forget, you know, walking into that first meetup. And it was a long table, and there was one seat open here and one seat open here. And it's totally like dating. I looked, I looked at the, the gals on one end and the other end. I thought, I'm going to sit here. And she ended up becoming, you know, one of my closest friends. And her daughters were a month apart. And we both, you know, moved out to the suburbs. And there's a group of five of us. And going through those milestones mm -hmm. together and you know crying together and mm -hmm. laughing so hard you 
pee your pants because there's no bladder control after you have babies. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. Sad. And you're as much as, <laughs> you know, you adore your husband or partner, parents, no one understands that day-to-day -day like a mom who is going through that at the same time and walking next to you. Right. So it's, I love this topic. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I, you know, and I think uh, we're fortunate in the community we live in Naperville. You have a lot of families that have moved from other towns mm -hmm. or out of town. Mm -hmm. So I think people are more open to making new friends um, and more inviting. So that makes it a lot more easier sure. uh, and it's and it's hard sometimes uh, you could be surrounded with social media or phones but sometimes you can feel pretty isolated and alone mm -hmm. and you know if you don't find a tribe out there that you feel like you fit in sometimes you just have to take the initiative and say you know what I'm gonna start my mm -hmm. own um, circle and the mm -hmm. key is um, whoever your friends circle is that you can be yourself you know true mm -hmm. to yourself and this is a group like you were saying that supports you um, is there for your highs and lows and you need that you know especially as a mother mm -hmm. going through that whole journey to share that and mm -hmm. it's important that you know when I think about my little tribe <laughs> you know from when we were younger when the babies were younger were our parenting styles are not the same mm -hmm. actually yeah. You know, it's funny, you think, yeah. I don't know that all five of us would have been friends necessarily as teenagers, but right. here we are and we're so supportive and we're there to not judge, but to mm -hmm. support and to love and to comfort mm -hmm. and to laugh with. And that's, I think, what makes a tribe work is you all don't have to have the same no. style or opinions about right. everything. You just simply have to be open to mm -hmm. be there. You know, right. for another person. Yeah. I know when I went to chiropractic school, um, I came from a place, I, I did not have a good high school experience. I was so worried about being popular that that's all I focused on. And I was not popular. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like always hovering around the popular girls, trying to get invited to things. Mm -hmm. and. And then one time I got invited to something because I accidentally overheard them talking about it. And so they kind of were like, oh yeah, Kathy, you can come. And I was so uncomfortable at, it was a sleepover. I was so uncomfortable. And so I went through a pretty tough time in my life. I'd hurt my back and um, just wasn't my best phase of life. And so when I moved to chiropractic school, which was a thousand miles away, I was shy. I didn't really feel confident. I didn't feel good about mm -hmm my body and where my weight was. And I walked into the auditorium, there's about 300 people, and I didn't know anyone. And I just thought, I've, I really have a chance right this very moment to create the person I wanna become. Because no one knows anything about my mm -hmm. past, right? Mm -hmm. I have this like fresh start, which I think sometimes moving is an exciting time yeah. for you to mm -hmm. recreate that part of you that sure. maybe doesn't, doesn't feel like who you wanna be for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And so I just started going up to people, like you said, Sarita, mm -hmm. right? Create it for yourself. But yeah. it takes some guts to do mm -hmm. that, you know? You gotta put yourself out there. Yeah, mm -hmm. my, yeah I'm like shaking, I'm like, hi, I'm Kathy from New Jersey, how are you? And within a couple of months, I had the closest group of girlfriends that I'd ever had, and I created that for myself mm -hmm. um, through pushing through the fear of being rejected. Because sometimes right. you are gonna be rejected. Mm -hmm. um, there's really nothing you can do about that. Well, and I yeah. think like you were being authentic. Like when you went away, you weren't trying to be in the popular group, you were just trying to right. create a group. Yeah. And I yeah. think that is, is where you can be yourself mm -hmm. when you are who you are mm -hmm. and these people want to hang out with you anyway yeah. like mm -hmm. those are your those are your people like mm -hmm. that's your tribe of people and 
now that my kids are older, I am still good friends with the parents, even though our kids may not be as good of friends mm -hmm. as they were when they were in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. We're still good friends. And I also have a tribe. I kind of have a couple of tribes, really. <laughs> yeah. um, but I have a tribe of friends where we go, we sometimes will do, like we'll run the Disney Half Marathon every few years. And it's a group of us. There are four of us that go to Disney World by ourselves with no kids, awesome. no husbands. And we <laughs> run great. this really stupid race that I would like us to stop doing. But <laughs> after the <laughs> we spend the rest of the weekend at Disney World and we all stay in the same hotel room and we have this amazing time and it's like then they remember that we're not just moms you know mm -hmm. that we're actually we're women and we're people mm -hmm. and we can talk about work stuff and we can talk about relationship stuff and even things beyond our kids and those friendships like I don't know how mm -hmm. like I look back and I think of the the challenging moments of life how I would have ever gotten through them mm -hmm. if I didn't have these people that were there saying it's okay mm -hmm. it's gonna yeah. be fine right. oh, yeah. so yep. you find your time uh, tribe you know when you least expect and places mm -hmm. you weren't planning to to, you know, find some really great friends. I started doing Cradle Club at Edward Hospital mm -hmm. when I had my first child because I was a working mom, so I didn't have a huge network of a lot of moms that I knew. And we were all in that same phase, and we ended up becoming best friends. Mm -hmm. And our kids all, our firstborn, just celebrated 16th birthday, and we had a reunion. So, oh, oh, awesome. you know, and these were women yeah. I just met at the hospital. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's so, so that is really neat. I know for me, I've gone through different versions of my tribes. Yes. As I've changed, sometimes things in my life have changed enough where the, the tribe that used to be that comfort zone maybe isn't necessarily the mm -hmm. right fit. Mm -hmm. And I think we are, it's okay to constantly reevaluate. Um, I know I've gotten into certain groups of friends where I realize every time I go, they're kind of chatting about other people too much. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that's something natural, right? We can all say we've done that before. Right. But if that's kind of the constant conversation, then that's probably uh, going to be the fact that they're talking about you when you're when you're not there, right? <laughs> right. So I I know that as I've gotten older, I've actually limited the people I spend mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. super quality time with. Uh, my best friend Emily out in Wisconsin, we are very intentional. We live three hours away, and we make that drive to get together mm -hmm. with one another. Um, and she's just my heart and soul and my family. Um, I have a couple other really great friends that are some of my other best friends that they um, fit into different parts of my life as well mm -hmm. but um, I think it's okay to say hmm I think I'm just gonna decrease the amount of time right. I spend here mm -hmm. and look for people that might be a little more supportive or a little bit more upbeat or friendly yeah. or things like that yeah 100% you have to uh, time is our most precious <laughs> Yeah. resource and mm -hmm. commodity so we need to make that decision for ourselves where do I feel the most myself yeah I think that's so important. Yeah. Where can yep. I just let my guard down? I have two uh, two of my best friends, and I just saw them actually. We one she lives in Wisconsin as well, and luckily we all have we daughters. Yeah, <laughs> we all have daughters the same age, so we're of course forcing them to become <laughs> best friends. But it's you know, and my daughter said, "Why do you? Why do the moms have to be at the sleepover?" I said, "Because the sleepover is for the moms. <laughs> Not just for them. You just happen to You're be my father-in-law." <laughs> uh, but it's true, and and whenever I'm with these these two of my best friends. It's when all guards are down, you're completely mm -hmm. yourself. And if you can't be that way with, you know, different friends and, and groups, then there's just, there's not time. Right, I have no time right. to be phony. I have mm -hmm. no time to feel uncomfortable or um, watch what I have to say because 
then that's just inauthentic. Mm -hmm. And it's exhausting. And it's yeah. exhausting. Like, yeah. I just am too tired to have to figure that out. Mm -hmm. But I, I still have a very good friend of mine from high school that mm -hmm. we don't see each other near as often, but really, when we get together, it's as if we're 18 again. Like, right. we go right. right where we were. And all the ups and downs our lives have had, we have always come together when we need to come together. She's my favorite person mm -hmm. to see when I go home for the holidays. Mm -hmm. And her three kids and my three kids are friends even yeah. though they don't live near each mm -hmm. other mm -hmm. we they know each other and there's something really cool about having like this friendship you started when you were a teenager and now your kids who mm -hmm. are becoming adults they all know each other right. and they take a lot of lessons from our friendship mm -hmm. like they will look at them look at yeah. the friendship that mm -hmm. they've they've made last these Several years. I won't say how many. I almost said or decades. it. Decades. Decades. Yeah. Oh, that sounds horrible. So decades. But it's just it's there is just nothing better than the you know again life is tough even yeah. for all of mm -hmm. us and to just have a place to land yeah. is mm -hmm. so right. important. Makes life so much better, doesn't oh, it? So much better. <laughs> well, and I know that. Uh, the, the four of us, as we've gotten to know each other a little bit better as we've been doing this show, it's been such a wonderful space to come together and have our little talks uh, offline. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate <laughs> you guys all being here too. So, Thank you for watching this month's episode of the Naperville Moms Network. We appreciate your tuning in and remember, you are always invited. Thank you.